come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan, where we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. so excited to have an amazing guest tonight. Uh, with us, we have Kimberly Bizjack, who is an author, an intuitive, a world traveler. Um, she has a book called Ghost Stories and Hippie Shit, which is a wonderful book. And I would know this because I narrated it. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly actually gave me my first my first chance at narrating an audiobook. So thank you for that. Yay! <laughs> it's the coolest. Yeah. I learned a lot during that process in that I don't know if I could narrate an audiobook that I already didn't love because the topic was something that I enjoyed so much that it wasn't an issue to, you know, go through, re-record if I mess up, anything like that, because it was something that I really enjoyed reading. <laughs> um, so first off, is there anything spooky that has happened to you lately while on the boat? Because our listeners should know that you've been traveling on your boat for over a year, correct? Two years. Two years. Oh my gosh. See? Yeah, I guess we're really close to two years. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Okay. Well. Yeah, I do have some uh, not super spooky things on the boat. I don't know. I think we're surrounded by salt water. Well, you know, salt is cleansing. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Maybe. It's funny, though, that as I'm back in Salem, Massachusetts right now, and I've been doing ghost tours, which is funny because, you know, that's what my whole book is about. Like, well, half right. of it anyway is about ghost stories in Salem. And then mm-hmm. I mentioned that I live on a boat and everyone, everyone's asking me, like, if there's any ghost stories about, <laughs> like, my sailing. And I, and I'm like, no, there's no ghost stories. And then as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, no, I have some. <laughs> so, so one time I was, we were really far offshore. And, you know, we do night watches where we have to take turns, like my husband and I, we, you know, it's not like you anchor every night, we're sailing, you know, nonstop for days at a time sometimes and nights. And one time I was out by myself, like one o'clock in the morning, you know, nothing but dark, spooky seas and can't see anything. And it's it's just eerie anyway. (laughs) And my VHF radio said it was sounded like someone jumped on there and said, "We will come." Oh <laughs> man! Like something straight out of like I don't know, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland. Oh wow! And <laughs> <laughs> it scared the heck out of me. I still have no idea what that was. <laughs> and where was that when that one came through? 
That was like way off the coast of like the Baja in Mexico. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. Ooh. <sighs> Could you imagine seeing a, a large antique, you know, a really old ghost ship? Oh my gosh. And then just see it disappear <laughs> through so the fog. <laughs> yeah. The black pearl. That would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> um you I, I've been following your post on facebook not on just not on your personal page only but also on your group page that you have which you should definitely plug on here but i definitely i feel like it was after maybe after you went through the panama canal where you guys had gotten stopped which i'm sure isn't something that is unheard of stopped by local authorities for them to just kind of check you out yeah the colombian navy yeah, and they were, is that the one where you were saying you wondered how they thought going through your drawers and seeing, like, crystals and whatnot, <laughs> stones and yeah, things? so funny. Like, what is this? It's salt. Why do you have a vial of salt in your drawer? Like, well, because I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, it's not drugs, I promise. Or, like, loose sage and different <laughs> herbs and, like, things that look like <laughs> did they believe you oh, right yeah. away i think they were That's just amazing. like oh my crazy. gosh i don't think they expected to really find drugs you know right they were like bored mm. they were bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah perhaps up to do 150 right. miles offshore <laughs> yeah oh the name of your boat i think our listeners would find intriguing Oh, yes. My boat's name is Litha or Lisa. Sometimes it depends on where you are. It's Lisa or Litha, which is the celebration of the summer solstice in the pagan Celtic religion. Um, so like Yule is the winter solstice. So a lot of people have heard of Yule, but mm-hmm. Litha is the summer solstice. So that's her name. Mm-hmm. Why did you go with that name? We might as well, if you're going to sail around the world and name her after a never-ending summer you know yeah longest day of the year kind of like a forward momentum kind of energy you know yeah absolutely I like that so for anyone who's listening that should absolutely go get your book or the audible version of those stories and hippie shit when we start chapter one I remember narrating a story of the group being in a building and it's a uh-huh. ghost hunt and this is in Salem yep and a a brick flies by someone's head yep right <laughs> we're like yeah that's it <laughs> yep that's what happens hey so what's really weird i know maybe this is slightly off topic but i you know i'm back in salem now and it's weird cuz i'm helping out a friend do tours and the tours start right in front of that building, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the building that used to be Salem's first firehouse. And now, you know, I have all, all sorts of stories in the book about all, all around Salem, but a big chunk of it is about that building. And they, there's a new restaurant that, like, they took over the basement space. Like, that story took oh. place in this basement, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, like, it's a brewery now. It used to be a place that just just served breakfast and lunch, and then they'd be closed. So I went down, like, 
there's new bathrooms and I was sneaky like going and I went like, is anyone around? And I went down to the basement (laughs) just to see what was down there. Mm -hmm. And it's like light and bright and beautiful. And they have all those like stainless steel vats where they brew beer and everything down there. Like it's not like the creepy place that it used to be. And I was talking to the, one of the guys that worked there and he was like, oh, you didn't have to sneak down there. I could just take you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, tell me ghost stories. So I don't know. It's really strange oh. to be back here. <laughs> yeah. I would think that it would, perhaps they would have had issues with the whole, I've heard before of, of places being renovated and that stirs up the spirits. Yeah, it's what I want to find out now that I'm back. It's like really interesting to, I don't know, have this totally different perspective on ghosts and know what it used to be like before they moved in. And I don't know, it's really weird to be here. Yeah. Now, this wasn't originally your plan, though, to be here at this time of year, correct? Yeah, not really. I mean, we planned to come back here before COVID, but (laughs) because my son wanted to start high school, we needed to put a pause on our cruising for a bit. And this is kind of just where we ended up because we know people here and he wanted to go to high school with all of his Mm. old friends. Right. So, I mean, we did plan it, but right before COVID. Right. Right. It wasn't like on our radar before that. Yeah. I was definitely on the edge of my seat watching the updates of whether you guys would make it in time before borders started closing. Oh yeah. It was crazy. We didn't, we had to go straight from Panama to Florida 10 days straight. Like, couldn't stop anywhere. Yeah. Wow. We didn't touch land wow. for 28 days. <laughs> wow. So you, you wow. already knew about rationing before yeah. <laughs> most of America had to deal with that. <laughs> I know. We had, like, our own zombie escape pod. It was great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So you started a paranormal investigation slash tour company mm-hmm. in Salem. In Salem. Par- was it Paranormal Salem? Am I remembering mm-hmm. correctly? And yeah, you had some really odd encounters, and one of them got the attention was caught by the Travel Channel? Annie. Annie. Oh, man. Okay, Annie. Mm-hmm. I haven't had DirecTV in forever, so I mix them up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amy, and you got to be on, interviewed on one of the shows. Yeah, my ghost story caught on camera. Mm-hmm. Can you go yeah. through that night for us? So, I know, well, the show makes it sound like everything that happened was all in one night, but it didn't happen that way. It was like, you know, a tour season full of things that they made it sound like, wow, every ghost in Salem visited us this day. <laughs> like that. But yeah, one of them was they really liked this photo that we caught of a man behind my friend and I up on Gallows Hill where they had hanged all the accused witches back in 1692. It's this photo we took with our like night vision camcorder that we just got and we didn't notice anything weird about it until we posted it on Facebook and someone said um there's a man standing behind you (laughs) and I don't know Annie saw it on our Facebook page I guess and decided that they wanted us to be on the show and then they said okay well we need more than just one thing so come up with you know all the things that have happened that we'd be interested in so it was like we had to kind of pitch them and say oh this 
crazy thing happened and this tourist took this photo and, you know, by where the witch dungeons used to stand and, oh, and then there was that time we did this bachelorette party and these creepy things happened and we got these EVPs and so they kind of made it into a whole a whole thing, like flew us to LA and then they flew oh, to wow. Salem and did all this like reenactment stuff, which was hilarious. It's really hard to like reenact <laughs> your own life and not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, now, now look at each other in shock. And we're just like, yeah. Fuck, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that from the book where you said you guys are supposed to look at the computer, like looking at pictures and look look shocked and then look at each other like oh my goodness (laughs) we couldn't do it it took us like 10 takes (laughs) did anything weird happen when the crew came like when they came to Salem no of course not right when the cameras are there I know (laughs) yeah nothing happened then we were just it was just a lot of laughing oh man now how many years did you have the tour company had it for Two years. Okay. And then yeah, and then I sold it to a woman, moved back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then she did she did it for another two years after that. And then this other restaurant moved in and basically like she couldn't have these tours because they couldn't use the basement of the firehouse anymore. So right. Like that brewery sort of put her out of business, I guess. I sold it at the right time. <laughs> there you go. Now once you yeah. sold it, did you have was she like calling you for input on certain things or keeping you up to date on any weirdness yeah for the first year it was like written into the contract that you know that I'd be totally available by phone to help her out so that's wow. cool so yeah we did that for, yeah. for a long time I mean really I didn't just like go away after that but she had a pretty good handle <laughs> on everything by then <laughs> yeah another thing that I recall from the book one of the early things that started you down this spooky path was an interaction with a Ouija board. Uh, yeah, someone was just talking to me about that the other day. <laughs> that a Ouija that a Ouija board and in, in like middle school told me that Kurt Cobain was gonna die. Yeah. Before like, he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And it was like Two weeks later, and he died. It was really weird. And it wasn't like it was, you know, on anybody's radar. It's not like something we would have well, thought sure. of, you know? Well, no. I mean, everybody loved Nirvana. I can't imagine. Right? Anybody was thinking that was coming. Right. Was that the first kind of thing that happened that kind of got you interested in the paranormal? No. I think I, had all, I don't know. I had all sorts of weird stuff in my childhood, which is funny because I was <laughs> writing this book thinking like oh I had a perfectly normal upbringing I don't you know you know because now I do mediumship and I give tarot readings and I'm astrologer and you know all this stuff Mm. and I I I wrote the book thinking oh I'm gonna just write about like how I was totally normal and now I'm (laughs) totally not normal I don't know and As I was writing it, I'm like, wait, I have way more stories and so many weird things that happened to me as a kid that I didn't realize that I had until I was writing this all down, you know? Mm. There is a lot of childhood, <laughs> childhood experiences in there. Oh, that's awesome. Speaking of that's mediumship, awesome. you want to know the weirdest thing? I haven't even told anybody about this yet. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yes. So, you know, the only reason I'm giving tours right now in Salem is because my friend Sarah owns a tour company. She does 
there's a three tours. One's like about modern day witchcraft. One is like a history tour. Mm-hmm. And then she does ghost tours. And she just begged me like due to COVID, you know, we can only have groups of 10. So she needed quadruple the amount of tour guides she's ever needed. And she knows that I know everything about the city. So she's like, please, 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 please. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I'll do it for you. So she gives me her script. And, you know, most tour companies in Salem tell you the same ghost stories everywhere you go, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, because I had, I, you know, did all this paranormal investigating, I had more stories than everybody else. And I really, like, investigated and proved things and disproved things. And it was just different. So. Yeah. She gives me the script, and I'm like, yep, I know that story. Yeah, I know that story. Okay, okay, okay. And everything's pretty similar to what I already know. Mm-hmm. So we get to a story about where Bridget Bishop's home used to stand back mm-hmm. in 1692. Mm-hmm. So um, Bridget Bishop was the first person executed during the trials. And mm-hmm. there was a restaurant that used to be there that had all sorts of spooky stories about, you know, glasses falling off the counter and picture frames falling off the wall, and the register would spit out tickets that said like good morning and hello and really weird stuff would happen <laughs> in this restaurant. So her script says that there was that that this place is not haunted by Bridget Bishop, like everyone else in town says, that it's haunted by a little girl named Annabelle who drowned in a well on her family's property in the eighteen hundreds. And I was like, Oh my God, Sarah, where did you get this story? I have goosebumps even yeah. yeah. And she goes, oh, I worked with this medium like a really long time ago. And that's what she intuitively felt. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, have you read my book? Yeah. Goes, I was going to no, say I'm this sounds friend. familiar. I was like, <laughs> she goes, no, I'm a terrible friend. I haven't read it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I wrote, and I'm like, and there's proof. It's in my book. that mm-hmm. I wrote that it's not Bridget Bishop, that it's a little girl named Isabel who drowned mm-hmm. in her family's pond in the 1800s oh wow and wow. so what we're like i'm two letters off by this other lady that i've never <laughs> met and yeah. we've both been telling a similar story yeah so i'm like hey sarah when was the last time anybody saw this little girl and she's like gosh i don't know like no one's really talked about her like since you moved and i'm like well that's awesome because right before i moved i got together with two other intuitive witches and we did a ritual to help her cross over <laughs> yeah and oh, so you did my job. Yes. So how cool knew... would it be if it's not even haunted anymore? There you go. I, <laughs> I knew that that sounded familiar. As soon as you started, I'm like, wait a second. I've heard this. So close, right? Yes. Crazy. Oh, man. That is crazy. So you were in Salem doing the paranormal investigation uh, or the, the tour company for a couple years. And then you went to Portland. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Sorry. See, Portland, I'm thinking of somebody else here. Jen's in Portland. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes. Right. So you went to Seattle. And over there, you had experiences as well. Mm. Yes. So, well, so I started doing like a ghost hunting 101 at Merchant's Cafe, which is Seattle's oldest tavern. Right. And yeah, I got, got stuff from like this old guy named Otto who used to work there and he'd like turn his TVs on and off on command and you know all this different stuff there too so yeah it's just it is different though like Seattle it's not as old 
Now right. you're talking about houses here that are built in 1664, and I'm like, oh, Seattle's oldest restaurant. That's like, you know, what, 1880 something. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, so haunted, not as much. <laughs> not as much. The ghosts aren't as old. Yeah. Is yeah, they're not as old. There's not as many of them. Not as much energy. <laughs> I just remembered a part from your book is that you went to some training with the the Taps crew, right? How did oh, that yeah. tell us about that? Because I didn't even know that was yeah. an option. But I also live in Ohio, and we don't have things like that here, apparently. <laughs> or I'm not yeah. in tune with it. I don't know. <laughs> they did like a Taps Academy. So it was like an all-day weekend thing where you go and they talk about, you know, how to use equipment and how to, I don't know, have the right paperwork when you're doing investigations in people's houses and liability stuff. And then they go through things, I mean, even like quantum physics and theory. And yeah, I took, I mean, I think I just used an entire notebook and wrote every single thing I could possibly (laughs) write (laughs) that day. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So if I was going to start my own company, I needed some insight from some professionals, you know. So, yeah, we drove down oh, to yeah. Rhode Island, my friend and I, and we took the whole thing. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the liability part of it when you're doing something <clears> like Yeah, that. stuff you have to think about when you're going to homes instead of just businesses, you know. Yeah, I guess from the other the other side of it, not the one who's well okay maybe it is from the same side of it I've only gone on a handful of investigations so far but now that I I mean I I do have to sign a waiver every time that I go into a building whether it's a, right, right. the prison the Ohio State Reformatory or you know a small a small building like an abandoned nursing home or something but have you noticed depending on different places you go I guess well, maybe I should rephrase this. Have you investigated larger buildings, like prisons or anything like that? Mm, no. I'm trying to think, what's the biggest building? But no, they're all houses. I mean, like giant oh, old Victorian houses, and sure. But no, no big buildings. We did like this big warehouse once. Oh, it was in Beverly, but it was just kind of a big open space. Hmm. Yeah. Have you had the desire to investigate like a, a prison or a or a big asylum? No. <laughs> There's a weird <laughs> energy in those places, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't have, right. I don't really wanna Yeah. No. <laughs> right. I also don't really do it makes I, sense. I don't really do investigations anymore. Like I you know, I just I just see clients online now, you know, seeing clients mm-hmm. online, like way before you had to see clients online, doing it before it was cool. <laughs> Pre-COVID times. It was yeah <laughs> when it was necessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. The only reason I was asking is because when I went to the Ohio State Reformatory or Mansfield or Shawshank or however people want to call it or whatever people want to call it. There's, of course, a waiver that you must sign. And one of the bullet points is that you can't bring Ouija boards on the premises. Really? Yeah. And part of me wants to know if that's because they had an issue or if they're just trying to play up a spooky factor. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, but it's on there. When you sign the waiver, you sign sign uh, that you're not bringing a Ouija board on the premises, along with no alcohol, no drugs, things like that. But um, weird, no yeah. Ouija board, no Ouija board. Yeah, right? you know, well, you know, Ouija boards—they're not—they're a tool. They're not like evil. They're just, you know, the only reason they get that reputation <laughs> is because yes. it's a it's a board game and kids you know, teenagers are using it to try to scare their friends. So when you use it with that kind of energy, then obviously you're going to get that kind of result. Right. I mean, right. We use a Ouija board with the right intentions. It's, you know, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have allowed my children to play on our Ouija board. Well, I have multiple ones now, but play on them because I, one, I don't want them to be afraid of it because I know too many adults that are afraid of it. Uh-huh. But yep. two, so that they don't mock it, I guess. My son is, of course, we watch Ghost Adventures because it's there and it's readily available on Hulu. And so my son sees some of the attitude gets thrown out there toward ghosts. And so while we're on the board, sometimes my son will get extra sassy and I have to tell him to calm down that that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Or he has to get off the board. And so part of me is like, all right, at least we're getting this out there now. We're teaching this now instead of by the time he's a teenager or something, he's full-blown being rude to, <laughs> right. to a spirit or something. Because it is a tool. It's, it's no different. And you, you cover this in your book, too. No different than a pendulum or, or cards. You're using it. It's, I mean, you're using it to get these connections. Right. That's awesome to start him doing that early so that, yeah, when he is a teenager, he doesn't, he doesn't use it for bad, you know, negative intention. Yeah. Another thing that I recall from your book that I thought was very, well, it's important, but I, I feel it. Okay. So this may sound cheesy, but the timing of everything, as far as me even getting on the website to look at narrating and then finding your book, and then submitting my audition for you, and then going through the book, all of these things were aligning that were perfect for the transitions that I was going through in my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember messaging you all the time, I'm like, okay, I have chills. This is me right now. <laughs> but one thing that really struck me was how you discussed that you started out using these tools, whether that was you know, like a melmeter, K2 meter, things like that. But then you got more in tune with your intuition to the point that you don't need that anymore for things like right. that. So how did you make that leap? Was it like, did you notice that you were having certain feelings that coincided with when the meter was going off? Or, you know, how did you make that connection? Yeah, it was, a. I mean, it was a slow process but it would be like yeah I would I could I just knew if if I asked this k2 meter to go off I knew it was going to go off before it did you know like right I knew if there was someone in the room with us before things would start happening and I knew when there wasn't or then I would you know I would know I would know the name that I was going to get when I listened back to my recorder later you know yeah. Just the and then I'm like, how? Like, where? How do I know this? Like, I actually, I, I don't know. It took me a really long time to even understand, like, what that all meant. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't, I didn't even set out to try to own a tour company. It just kind of all accidentally happened. <laughs> right. I was going to school in Boston and getting my master's degree and it wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't my plan in life. So it was just really strange. It's like, that's just how I ended up, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really slowly. Wow. That's why, that's why, you know, when my book is ghost stories and hippie shit, the last is, the <laughs> last half is all the things I had to learn how to use right. my intuition. I had to take a lot of classes from a lot of people mm-hmm. and really learn what this all means, you know? Yeah. When you were seeking out these classes, did you have to kind of, did you have to weed through people that weren't, I guess, authentic in what they were saying they were? Or were you fortunate enough to find people who were being honest and that they could be a teacher for you? I think I was fortunate enough to find honest people. And I think it helps that once I wanted, that we moved back to Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, Seattle's different. Like being like in the like free loving hippie Pacific Northwest is not the same as Salem where, you know, businesses are, it's kind of like 1692. Like, if you're <laughs> yeah. going to share your knowledge, uh, someone else will take that from you, you know? And then right. nobody wants to share their knowledge. So oh, so going they just back, lock down. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just lock down their information. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, this girl's doing something that um, makes her special. So we're going to, like, try to hang her, you know, right. metaphorically mm-hmm. now. <laughs> or right. put her out of business you know whereas like right. Seattle everyone's just so open with whatever and they just want you to they just want to help and they just want you to succeed and so oh, yeah I think that it was a big big part of my journey like moving back home for a while yeah that's something that in Ohio people um they don't really talk about this stuff at all <laughs> I mean, you might, you might find a few open people, but in general, at least the small town that I, that I grew up in, people don't really talk about it. And if they do talk about things like that, you, you get a reputation, I guess. Um, Yeah. So I noticed like, as we've been sailing, you know, people will go, Oh, what do you do for a living? I don't ever just flat out say, Oh, my medium, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I say, I like feel them out a little bit. Like, Oh, I'm a life coach, you know. Oh, right. um, I'm a life coach that uses um tarot cards. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it kind of just goes from there. Yeah. Salem, though, I mean, you can tell anyone in Salem you're a medium, and it's totally fine. Like yeah. you're welcome with wh- whoever you are, whatever you're doing. It's just the business aspect of it and sharing knowledge that makes it weird. I don't know how why it's like that here. Very strange. Hmm. That is weird. So you've mentioned that you're, of course, obviously we talked about you living on the boat, so you're running your business from your boat. Can you tell us a little more about what you do for your business? So I, well, I have an online class Mm -hmm. um, called Sea of Colors. Um, It's like a chakra course. goes through each chakra and works on clearing energetic blocks and so each chakra will have um, video lessons and activities and a mantra oh I have these recipes in there that are in chakra color and 
um, working on the things that are related to that chakra. So like, for instance, like root, we do some things about money and body positivity and stuff like that. And all the way up to, you know, third eye and crown is things like you're learning astrology and divination and how to use your intuition and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a, so I do that. And then I do readings. I do emailed readings, tarot readings, astrology readings. And then I do ones through Zoom called C sessions where they've got, we do meditation and Reiki and tarot and astrology and mediumship and, you know, whatever mm-hmm. level it is that you pick. Get yeah. More stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, we decided to just sell everything we owned and bought a boat and sailed away. I kind of specialize now in helping people find their greater purpose and mm-hmm. what they should be doing in their mm-hmm. life when they can't, when they don't know, kind of with the help of people on the other side helping them out and trying to figure out like it might not be selling a boat and moving away but it <laughs> could be quitting this job and starting a different job or selling yeah. your house and living in a tiny home or I don't know things that you want out of life life is really short <laughs> yeah have you ever it really come is. A- have you ever come across getting something really complicated and very difficult to, to discuss coming through in these readings. And how do you tell somebody something that's very difficult for them to hear? I don't, I just, I don't know. I just, I just say it. You just say it. <laughs> My husband, it's always like this joke that I have no filter, <laughs> but I just, I mean, I say things in the most gentle way possible, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like hold it. I don't hold it back. Right. Have you noticed, I guess, prep-wise for prep-wise on your end as far as preparing for something that, of course, you've been doing this for a couple years now, something online long distance versus when you could be in person with someone? Is there a whole different setup and mental space that you have to be in? Yeah, so before we moved from Seattle, I had my own little studio and I would see people in person. And, you know, and I'm a massage therapist, too. I've been a massage therapist for a really long time. And I do sound healing and all this stuff. And, yeah, having to switch things from hands-on to online was a little bit of a process. But, I mean, energy is energy. And it doesn't have to – I don't have to touch you to do it, you know. Especially right right now during COVID, you can't (laughs) – I wouldn't be able to have my studio anyway. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> an energetic massage is the only way to go right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a little bit of figuring it out and how this is all going to work. But, um, yeah, now my sessions just kind of flow. Good. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Awesome. Lady Anne, she's intuitive as well. So there have been times where I've messaged her and I was like, hey, whatever, X, Y, and Z is happening are you getting any vibes off of this? Or sometimes I'll just send her a name. <laughs> Does anything come up with this? <laughs> and uh, she's also very honest. So that's helpful. Yeah. You have to yeah. Be. I mean, you, you do, you do. It would be, I mean, people are coming to you because they want to know. And what I have found is people come to you already. They already know. They just don't want to face it. Exactly. And so it's, having that yeah the dance of being able to say well this and um 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can be tough sometimes, the reactions, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never had anybody, like, I don't know, take it the wrong way or, you know, be offended. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, this is what you're paying me for, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is true. Um, I did have a question. Uh, I read that it said that you clear energetic blocks using tarot cards. Uh-huh. And I was just curious, how how can tarot help clear those blockages? So, that's why I said it's kind of like a combo session, because we do a lot of love, like meditation to find out what it is that's blocked and where things pop up, and then drawing mm-hmm. the cards kind of clarify, like, okay, well, you've got this, you know, I am intuitively feeling that you've got this root root chakra blockage, just for example, and then mm-hmm. um, trying to find out what it is using more than just my intuition then we would be pulling cards to say, okay, well, this is what it is. And, you know, I'm trying to just make something up, but, you know, okay, we pulled the, ugh, I can't even think of like how to, okay, so maybe like the ace of pentacles and you're like, okay, well, your root chakra is blocked and you're having this problem with your finances, but you're, you know, if you do this and that and because you got the ace of pentacles, then you should be switching, you know, to a, a new way to make your money. And, you know, what is it that's happening right now mm. that would have you lead more that route? Does that make sense? It's hard to just kind of like make something up. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a client. In front of me. <laughs> yes. But yes. that's how we do it. It does. Like we try to find out what the blocks are and then the tarot cards kind of like give us clues as to like what it, what it is that will help unblock it. Mm, wonderful. Besides just energy work and, you know, wearing red and eating red foods and, you know, those kinds of things. <laughs> more, more practical right. things that you can do. <laughs> right. Does that make any sense? You. <laughs> it did. It did. It really did. No, no it totally does. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, that made me wonder because you were talking about tarot and I know in the book we there's a discussion about Ouija boards of course early on and then pendulums when it came to honing your craft at being intuitive did you go through a time where you tried various types of divination before you connected with something like tarot well I started using tarot cards like while I was still doing all the paranormal investigations and my tours and stuff because I just happened to meet a lot of really cool people in Salem who, you know, and I ended up with the deck and was kind of learning all of that at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And pendulums were always something I used on my tours, like as a, this is a tool to help with your intuition and not so much, you know, just waiting for a meter to beep. Um, So that was always kind of part of it from the get go. So I, yeah, just the way that it kind of, it, it slowly incorporated and yeah, then it was, you know, more tarot, less millimeter, you know? Right. <laughs> and then, so those... I don't know, sometimes I don't use tarot even anymore. I just start, I don't know, using whatever it is I get. I don't know. I don't even describe it most of the time. Some of this stuff, I swear, just doesn't even like have words. 
to describe, you know? Right. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I run into that a lot. <laughs> yeah. There was um, one more thing that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was a very pertinent point. In your book, you discuss how you don't like the term psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain what the aversion is to that term and why? I think I've, I've just heard too many people say that they're psychic and then they go, oh, you have this curse and you have to pay me, you know, $6,000 to get rid of it. And <laughs> I don't know, just Hollywood kind of ruined it with this like, you know, crystal balls and, you know, evil spirits. <laughs> Cleo. I don't know. It's... <laughs> yeah, so I just like to say intuitive instead of psychic. It would probably help like my website ratings to say psychic on there somewhere because people look for that. But sure. then I don't know if those are the people that would vibe with my energy and they'd want to see me anyway, you know? Right. Someone who's looking for a right. psychic is like, I want to know how to make money and I want to know how to find love. And not, I don't <laughs> yes. do all that stuff. <laughs> I don't remove curses. I don't know if I believe in curses, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll believe in some negative energy and some, like, empathic protection kind of stuff. And I think that's more or less, like, what a curse would be but yeah i don't know so yeah it's not my favorite right term <laughs> yeah i definitely remember that i that really struck me because of course when i was growing up psychics at least in the small town that i grew up in one of course there weren't anybody or there weren't businesses nearby that would claim to be psychic anyway so when i heard psychic as a child it was miss cleo or you know it was uh, a call exactly one eight hundred or it was probably one I don't know what what the number was it probably wasn't one eight hundred because those are free right so like one nine hundred or something <laughs> I, I don't know but these numbers to call and it was like five dollars a minute or something to, to and talk they're to cheesy yeah. yes those commercials <laughs> were so funny to me uh Miss Cleo <laughs> one those <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's definitely what came to my mind all the time when someone would say psychic it wasn't until I was 18 that I got to see an actual psychic. Um, it was a birthday gift from my mother's friend to take me to a woman who was intuitive. Uh, but, you know, she's listed everywhere as psych. She, she's got multiple titles. Psychic isn't one of them, I'm sure, to draw people in. But um, that was a very interesting experience. Of course, then that led me to trust people because I was only 18 and thought, oh, okay. So why would anybody lie about this? And then a few years later, when I was in college, there was a psychic just off campus, and I went to her, and um, she told me that there was some sort of curse following me around, and for only like $85, she would give me all the crystals that I needed to clear this away, this energy away from me. And But I have crystals, like all kinds of crystals and stones and minerals. And so I was like, well, you, you tell me what kind I need because I probably own it already. Just tell me. And she, of course, wouldn't. No, no, I need to pick them out. Um, <laughs> See? Sketchy. Yeah, it was very sketchy. So I was tickled to see um, and understood even when you explain the intuitive part rather than psychic because I can see how that term has been misused, I guess. I know. It's kind of sad, but, you know. We just 
Well, just go with intuitive instead, I guess. So every, I, a lot of people do mm-hmm. that, not just me. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Do you have another question, Lady Anne, before we let her go? <laughs> well, I guess one thing I'll, I'll ask is, is there any advice or resources that you might want to give to our listeners? Advice or resources? I don't know. My own book and see me. No. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Facebook uh, pages or links. We'd love to have them. My website is seeingfromthesea.com. Um, so S-E-E-I-N-G from the S-E-A.com. And yeah, yeah, my book you already mentioned is called Ghost Stories and Hippie Shit. It's on Amazon. You should get the audiobook because Heather's awesome. Aw, thanks. And <laughs> I don't know, what else? I don't know, I have a Facebook page. And <laughs> oh, I have a group too. You mentioned that earlier. My Facebook group oh. is called Mystic Women. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, and I don't know. Oh, oh, we have a family blog too if anyone's like, Super interested in the whole boat thing. Um, our website for the family stuff is lifeoffthedeepend.com. We've got a we have our own podcast and we've got a YouTube channel and a blog and lots of photos we take and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, awesome! So yeah, I think that's it. And I was trying to think of other resources Perfect. as I'm going. Blah 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 blah. Here's all about me. Um, <laughs> No, I love it. We'll include this on the uh, the episode page as well, so that way it's easy for everybody to find that comes to listen. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I did really read like every book there ever was on you know exploring your own intuition and stuff when I was getting into this. I read a lot of books from like James Van Prague and Sonia Choquette, I think is how you say her last name. She's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I read a lot. I read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah I think that's the one name that I had to go to YouTube and hear somebody introduce her to be able to do oh that oh my gosh on I audiobook. remember that <laughs> you're like how do you say her last name and I was like um I actually have no idea yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> like I just read it I don't know <laughs> I get it oh man well, uh, we're going to let you go. We really appreciated you taking time out of your evening to talk with us. I appreciate you talking to me during my evening. This yes. Was fun. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here. It was an honor. Thanks. It was nice to meet you virtually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will let you go, and I hope you have a great evening. And if the tours keep going super well, yeah, thanks. I hope uh, I'm. I'm almost. We're almost done with October over here, so it'll yeah. be nice for things to go back to normal. But. <laughs> yeah, you guys. All right. Well, you you'll run through Halloween, which is a Saturday this year. Yeah. And then, do you do things on Sunday then on the first, or is that it? Halloween is the end all be all. No, it's on the first, and it's really there's tours booked the first week of november too oh nice yeah i don't know if i have any the first week of november i'm kind of like the last let's just say if i'm doing this for you i'm like last on the list okay (laughs) (laughs) i got other things to do (laughs) 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> well, I hope it stays warm and you don't see any snow. Oh my there. gosh, me too. We got to get to the dock. We don't go to the dock till the first, so there's no snow until then, okay? Mm, Everyone okay. send me no <laughs> snow vibes. <laughs> I like it. I'm doing it. Uh, All right. right. We'll talk you. to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.